Depending upon where you are, we are at 12.22 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time here in beautiful and very stormy and rainy North Florida. And I want to say welcome again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and patriots of all ages, to another fun-filled week of podcasting here on In Black and Right. Happy Monday, everybody. I hope you're having a better start to your week than I am. Uh, we're right now again we're doing one of our simulcasts I don't know if it's famous or infamous just kind of depends but yeah we're doing another one of our infamous uh, simulcasts I'm currently now on Facebook live and if you're live with us uh, drop a note uh, drop a message drop a comment question what have you and we're also recording live for our audio podcast, which will be up a little bit later this afternoon. And I have to give an apology before I get started. It was kind of crazy last weekend, uh, starting on Friday and, uh, and throughout the weekend. So there was no WTF Friday, and I do apologize for that. But we're kind of gonna make it make it up to you today because there's some things that are definitely gonna make you go WTF some serious whiskey tango foxtrot moments <laughs> but uh, again if you want to uh, say hello to us uh, you can drop us a line uh, via email at in black and right at gmail.com or our website in black and right dot net uh, we've got a brand new uh, piece of merchandise in our online store, Patriots Coming in All Colors, which is our ending line, just because, well, it's true. Uh, <laughs> so it's going to be fun. Uh, we've got that, and we've got some things going up this afternoon that, oh man, you're going to, I hope you would read some of this or pass it on to people you know, because we're going to be putting up the report from the Texas House of Representatives about the Uvalde shooting and it is loaded for bear. There were misses, mess ups, and all sorts of mishaps that happened uh, that led to this hideous tragedy. And we'll get into that a little bit later. Ugh, kind of got some allergy things going on because we just had a change in the weather and it's still humid it's still rainy but yeah it can it can get you down here in Florida if you're not careful but anyway my friends yes the big one of the big things that has happened recently which is kind of an old story with a new twist and that's the saga of one Ray Epps now months ago I did mention about Mr. Epps uh, in an article from Revolver News. Well, now apparently the New York Slimes is getting into it, trying to somehow portray Mr. Epps as some sort of victim 
It's a puff piece from the same New York Times who brought you the very racist hit piece on Myra Flores, Congresswoman Myra Flores, who made history down in South Texas in their 34th Congressional as the first female Republican Mexican-born Congresswoman to serve. And yes, the New York Times couldn't handle that because she's not the right kind of Latina. <sighs> Excuse me. Yes, and their headline spoke volumes. The rise of the far-right Latina as somehow a bad thing. Uh, basically, the Biden administration not taking one bit of credit or or basically they're not admitting how much they were a serious group of screw-ups when it comes to Hispanic vote and, and unfortunately Jill Biden seems to be no better than her husband with that famous taco remark when she spoke at some Latin acts. I mean, could somebody please tell me what the hell that is? Because <laughs> I, I have, I know Latinos, I know Latinas, but this Latinx thing, what, what, what the heck? Ugh, anyway, side note. But yeah, it, it's just ridiculous what they're doing. But anyway, here's the New York Times writing this piece about Ray Epps. Now, for those of you who, may, who don't know the name, uh, let, I'll just give you a brief rundown. Ray Epps, uh, in my view, is really the smoking gun for the Fedsurrection of January 6th. Now, this story is just weird because we've had, uh, I mean, and the video's out there. there it, this is not right-wing conspiracy stuff. There is footage video footage from multiple sources from January 5th, the night he was uh, rallying people to tomorrow we're going to go into the Capitol. It's like, uh, you know, and even the folks he was trying to rally to his cause smelled a rat. And they started yelling, Fed, Fed, Fed. You know, and I thought, hmm, okay. Then, of course, here's video of one Mr. Epps on January 6th. And this is not hard to find. Uh, just simply go to revolver.news and, and just look, type in his name in a search, and you will get all kinds of stories about him. But Ray Epps on January 6th was at the initial breach point going into the Capitol. And he just happened to be there. And yet, the Proud Boys, who were exonerated in by an FBI uh, human informant, the, the Proud Boys weren't even at the breach site when Epps and his crew went in. They, I mean, this... I know it can get a little long and it can get a little involved, but believe me, the timeline of Ray Epps and what he did and what was going on with the FBI speaks volumes. That's where you find a lot of the keys 
and a lot of the questions that were that should have been asked by the committee the January 6th kangaroo court or some, or actually real journalists because the way the New York Times wrote their puff piece you would think that oh this poor man it's like oh he's been terrible it's like I mean when you've got people like Adam Kinzinger trying to give this guy a break and somehow finding sympathy for him you know this thing is Fifty Shades of Messed Up I mean major league messed up but as I often do if I can't make the case or someone can make the case just as good if not better than me I'm gonna let him do it so uh, I've got Tucker Carlson of course he's definitely one guy who can get the job done but I want to play his monologue from just a few days ago and I want to play it in its entirety because I don't want anybody telling me or accusing me that you took it out of context you took it out of context no I want to play this it's going to be a bit I might stop it from time to time uh, just for my own little interjections and commentary but Here's Tucker Carlson on his monologue just a few days ago. So the New York Times has written hundreds and hundreds of articles about January 6th since it happened, describing it as a riot, an insurrection. As part of its coverage last summer, the Times published a video documentary in which the Times reported that one man was actually caught on camera planning an insurrection, encouraging a breach of the Capitol complex. That man's name is Ray Epps. Now, the New York Times noted that Epps was videotaped on both January 5th and January 6th, urging protesters to storm the Capitol. Here it is. We need to go in to the Capitol. Let's go! Oh, I better put it out there. I'm probably going to go to jail for it. Tomorrow, we need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. Yep, there we go. They were, they they smelled the rat, and there he was, Ray Epps, the mysterious Ray Epps, telling people to and encouraging them to go into the Capitol tomorrow. Now, the way the New York Times wrote their sycophant piece, this poor little this poor little guy, former Marine from Arizona, comes to Washington D.C and they described him as a Trump supporter. The problem was, Epps never went to the president's speech. Now, if you're going to come all the way from Arizona, a place where I used to live, and it's beautiful, but if you're going to go all the way from Arizona to D.C. and be a Trump supporter and not go to the speech, really? That, that right there kind of it makes me scratch my head but oh sorry but it gets better it does get better so let's continue with mr carlson now in a lot of ways that's the strangest video to emerge from january 6th we played it several times in this show quote we need to go into the capital into the capital reps tells the crowd he says it repeatedly. He's so emphatic about it, encouraging other people to commit a crime, that the crowd around him decides he must be a federal agent. They begin chanting, as you just heard, Fed, Fed. 
So shortly after that video surfaced, the FBI placed Ray Epps on a list of people wanted for questioning. They released it to the public. And you can understand why they did that. According to the Justice Department, what Ray Epps did on that video is a federal crime. In fact, the Biden administration has charged several people with seditious conspiracy for doing precisely what you just saw Ray Epps do, urging others to enter the Capitol complex on January 6th. Here, for example, is a quote from a DOJ press release that describes the federal case against five members of the so-called Proud Boys, the group you're supposed to be terrified of. Quote, on January 6, 2021, the defendants directed, mobilized, and led members of the crowd onto the Capitol grounds and into the Capitol. End quote. Again, that's what you just saw Ray Epps tried to do. But here's the difference. Others who have done that are in prison or facing long terms in prison. But no charges have ever been filed against Ray Epps. Yep. No charges, no indictments, nothing against Ray Epps. Now, the funny thing about this is, and it made me ask questions months ago, Ray Epps wanted for questioning on January 6th. His picture was on the FBI website from January all the way to June 30th of last year, 2021. Now, July the 1st, his picture, poof, disappeared. No one knows where, no one knows why. So why is this guy, this mystery man, Ray Epps, six months was on the FBI's most wanted list. He was wanted for questioning. They had his picture up and everything. And then all of a sudden, come July 1st, boom, he's vanished. I mean, he did a better disappearing act than Harry Houdini. So now, why all of a sudden did he disappear? There's another one of a series of legitimate questions. I mean, very legitimate questions. And it's so weirded out that when they did discover where Ray Epps lived, he lived in Arizona. The Phoenix office of the FBI absolutely denied his existence to local reporters. Now, again, weird. Why did the Phoenix office all of a sudden go blank on this guy when he was asked legitimate questions by the local and regional press? Hmm? I do not know. But let's continue on with Tucker. Despite the fact there's no question he did it because once more it's on tape. That's very strange. It just is. And we don't care how many people call us names for pointing that out. It is strange. And we'd like an answer to what the heck is going on. Now, we've asked Ray Epps on this show repeatedly to explain why he thinks he has escaped prosecution. And we'll ask him once again tonight. And we will keep asking because we think it is a very obvious and important question that gets to the heart of what is this exactly. But it's amazing how little Democrats want to hear about this. Again, Nancy Pelosi and Liz Cheney have spent the last year staging an investigation at great expense and then a series of public show trials arresting people in their homes, supposedly designed to discover how and why January 6th happened. But they remain curiously uninterested in the Epps case. We've got what seems like an actual insurrectionist on tape, but they don't want to talk about it. And they definitely don't want you to talk about it or ask any questions. As if to prove that point, the New York Times just ran a piece explaining that when you ask questions about Ray Epps, you are committing a moral crime, maybe even helping Putin. The piece was entitled, It's Just Been Hell, 
life as the victim of a January 6th conspiracy theory. Oh, yeah. Yeah, New York, the New York Times. Oh, yeah. People like Myra Flores, who get who makes history and gets elected, she's a bad Latina. But Ray Epps, a man who, with Tucker Carlson, making the case that he did commit a federal crime. A federal crime, and yet somehow, you got to ask the question, how in the Sam Hill did Ray Epps, why is he not spending time in D.C. Gitmo like hundreds of other people who are being horrendously treated and even a 69-year-old grandmother with cancer in Ohio has been sent to prison. A, um, a grandmother with cancer. Now, you want to talk to me, uh, I do not ever want to hear out of the mouth of a leftist how compassionate they are. That's BS and I will call it out every single solitary time. I will. And I have no problem doing it. And if your feelings are hurt, well, that's too dang bad. Get over it. You've aligned yourself with some really sick and evil people to do that to somebody for not even really doing what would be a felony. It's not like the, the lady goes in there with an AR-15 and starts shooting the place up. No, she was just there. Wrong place, wrong time, like so many others, committing misdemeanors at best. And yet, they're being treated like absolute crap. I mean, the conditions are horrible. Many of them have illnesses that aren't being treated. Their due process rights are absolutely thrown under, under a steamroller and a meat grinder. So yeah. It's just going to be horrible. It's horrible, but yet, nope. Ray Epps. Oh, he's just a poor, innocent victim. Again, BS. So, let's go and continue on with Tucker. Oh, so Ray Epps, the guy telling people to breach the Capitol, is now, in the words of the New York Times, a victim. A victim of your unrestrained curiosity. Now, this piece was written by a reporter who has spent years shilling openly for the intelligence agency may give you some sense of where this storyline comes from. Like the agencies themselves, the New York Times piece was highly deceptive. For example, the New York Times says that Epps was, quote, taped urging people to go to the Capitol. Oh, but that's not what the tape shows. Ray Epps was doing something very different. Ray Epps was urging people to go into the Capitol, not to the Capitol. And there's a big difference legally. One is a crime, according to the DOJ, and the other is not a crime. And that's not all Ray Epps did. Epps also told people what they should do once they got inside the Capitol, and that's on video, too. This is just minutes before the first breach of the building that day. Watch. One more thing. Yeah, sir, can we go up there? No? When we go in... Are we going to get arrested when we go up there? We don't need to get shot. When do we go in and leave this here? What does that mean? Well, for some reason, the New York Times reporter didn't ask Ray Epps what he meant by that. Now, the reporter spent a day talking to Epps. It was a day-long conversation, according to the story. But that question never came up. No meaningful question came up. It's all very strange. The New York Times is mounting a propaganda campaign on behalf of a self-described Trump voter insurrectionist. Now, this is the same paper that cheered Ashley Babbitt's death. But this same paper is weeping for Ray Epps because people have been mean to him online? 
me, it's almost like they're trying to cover something up. Now, buried near the end of the New York Times piece, there's a hint. We find this line, quote, Mr. Epps also said he regretted sending a text to his nephew well after the violence had erupted, in which he discussed how he helped orchestrate the movements of people who were leaving Mr. Trump's speech near the White House by pointing them in the direction of the Capitol. Really? What was in that text? We'd never heard of that before, and it kind of makes you think the entire New York Times piece was written to drop that little bomblet at the end in the least damaging way. Now, we'd never seen that text message before. What exactly did Ray Epps say to his nephew? Have prosecutors reviewed that text? The New York Times doesn't tell us. Nor does the New York Times tell us whether Ray Epps has had any contact with any federal agencies in the period before January 6th. That's the core question. But they didn't ask it. Why is that? Seems like a major omission. But don't ask more questions, commands the New York Times. Otherwise, Ray Epps may be killed by Mexican drug cartels. Mexican drug cartels? What do they have to do with this? We're not sure. But according to the paper, there are people who have heard, quote, some cartel members talking about killing Mr. Epps. Right, because the drug cartels are committed Trump voters, and they feel betrayed by Ray Epps. Maybe they're queuing on people, too. This is highly strange. And if you're going to spend more than a year looking into January 6th and you ignore this, then it's more than strange. It's an indictment of your motives. Oh, yeah. A major indictment of your motives. There are questions that are so out there. They demand to be asked and answered. The New York Times doesn't seem to have the stones or the spine to do it. The, the kangaroo court known as the January 6th committee doesn't have the stones, the brains, or anything else to ask these questions. Why is Ray Epps getting a major league break? Hmm? How is this? And given the fact also, which makes me a little more than suspicious, I mean, as Tucker Carlson mentioned early on in his monologue, the very same New York Times that's writing this puff piece about him is the same New York Times in a video documentary showed him leading this, this quote-unquote insurrection. They caught him on tape committing a federal crime, at least according to the Department of Justice or Injustice, whichever, you know, whichever one you want to use. So, okay, so this is crazy. The New York Times is calling this guy in and showing the video, the video evidence that he was leading people to the Capitol to go into the Capitol, not just to the Capitol, and was there just a few seconds just before the initial breach. Okay. Now, if you're just, if you're confused, ladies and gentlemen, you're not alone. I'm very confused, too. With the millions of dollars going into this committee, the primetime hearings that were a dud, and I mean worse than a dud, and yet, and you ignore asking certain questions that are very fair and very legitimate and the New York slimes want you to somehow feel sorry for Ray Epps? I don't. I do not feel sorry for him. He's got some real questions to answer and the fact, <laughs> little side note, the fact that his attorney happens to be a 10-year veteran 
of the Phoenix office of the FBI again makes me a little suspicious because Ray Epps in his defense to the committee kept talking about oh I've never been connected with law enforcement or worked with law enforcement blah 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 okay fine if you want to take that as gospel that's okay but Mr. Epps who gave you the idea to go into the Capitol that you were so obsessive about the day before and the day of of the riot hmm that one deserves to be answered it definitely deserves to be answered but who knows well, I mean this is gonna get real interesting over the next little while and when the real investigations begin in January and there will be major and there will be major changes and shakeups in the committees Republicans will have the chairmanships they will have the subpoena power and they will follow the rules uh, unlike the Democrats they will you know you can try to make your case but don't be surprised if the Republicans do to you Democrats what you did to them on the committee hmm I mean do not be surprised because you've essentially set precedent and if they do have the guts to do it and pay you back then you're gonna scream to every single corporate media outlet oh this isn't fair this isn't fair it's like what it's fair when you did it but it it's not fair when they do it uh, you need to shut up frankly because to somehow you know say that okay well you, know, you can't do that you can't do that it's like well you already did it and apparently you know nobody seemed to have a well well I mean the Republicans had a problem with it but once again tone-deaf Nancy Pelosi didn't give a rip this is a show trial I mean I don't even know if Joseph Stalin would be okay with this and he was a really sick puppy really really sick puppy but who knows this is pretty this is pretty not but and the story will continue I mean go to revolver.news and if you really want to learn about why this guy is somehow all of a sudden a celebrity or whatever read the reports from volver.news it's a great website we've got a link to it on the media on our link section in in blackandright.net check out their stuff they're a, they're a great group but again we go now I'm sad to say transitioning to another travesty and that was the Uvalde shooters report that was released by the Texas House of Representatives and I have gotten a copy of the original report all 70 plus pages and this was another disaster that didn't have to happen and law enforcement has a huge part to play in this and I hate saying that I really do because I want to support law enforcement I have many friends who either are law enforcement former law enforcement or retired law enforcement but when I see the reports when I see some of the video footage I do not in for one second blame 
the victims' families. I don't blame them at all. They are ticked off and deservedly so. Law enforcement has a lot of explaining to do. Now, in the report, it's saying that there were to upwards of 400 officers, not quite 400, but well over 300. And it was, well, yeah, over 300, 375, something like that. But it was disgusting. And they, that's, this is including local, state, and federal agents. And they just sat there. There was no organizational structure. None. Who was in command? Who was the incident commander? Why were there inadequate communications? Why didn't somebody just go in there, the first officers on the scene, track this dude down and take him out? I'm not going to use his name because I don't want to give him any notoriety, even though he's dead. No, no, no. But there were major, major red flags. I think about Uvalde, and I absolutely start thinking of the comparisons, the parallels, to the Parkland shooting in 2018. How much did law enforcement miss it? Or what happened the day of the shooting? I look at it and I just go, oh my God, are you kidding me? How many red flags, and I don't mean red flag laws, how many red flags did it take for anybody in Parkland or in Uvalde? Now, the thing about Uvalde is, Uvalde is near the border. It is part of the sort of human trafficking corridor of that part of Texas and what was really striking in the report uh, from the Texas House of Representatives that there were 47 47 lockdowns of the school of, of all sorts of places in Uvalde because of the fact that it is a corridor for human smuggling and they have what's called our bailouts. You have law enforcement chasing uh, these human smugglers in trucks or whatever, and they crash the vehicle, and all the illegal immigrants run and scatter, and you know to try to avoid capture, and they just will go anywhere. You know where they can hide a school a business maybe somebody's backyard whatever they don't care but 47 lockdowns in a short period uh, I'd say from February of this year to the shooting when it happened in May 47 separate incidents of lockdowns which it's like the boy who cried wolf and law enforcement's response got more and more lackadaisical 
and yet it was kind of like oh you know it's kind of like okay great here we go again no and there was even one according to the report from the texas house there was a lockdown the day before the shooting and i thought oh mercy yes i'm i've got a copy of the report i'm going to be putting it up on on in blackandright.net and spread it all over social media you know create a link create a document do something <laughs> put it out there for people to see because as much as i'm not a you know i don't want to get on law enforcement's case but damn folks you have got some serious explaining to do period and you're going to have to work your butts off to earn the trust of the people of uvalde you're going to you're going to have a lot of work to do the local police the school police county sheriff it doesn't matter you're gonna have to work damn hard to get your credibility back because this is inexcusable totally inexcusable and oh yeah they're they're gonna demand people be fired there's going to be some type of lawsuit I'm willing to bet I'm willing to bet there are going to be wrongful death suits by the boatload towards law enforcement at all levels for their inaction, for their disorganization, and essentially letting 19 kids and two teachers die when y'all could have done something if, I mean, it was just monumental mistakes. And I've done these are things I've studied. I, I used to be in Homeland Security and I used to be a civilian responder. You have a very clear protocol, a chain of command. And the fact that you didn't have organization, you didn't have an incident commander to take, to take the lead, that's inexcusable. That is completely inexcusable. And it's going to be the Uvalde School Police Chief. He's already resigned from the City Council and also uh, as uh, the Police Chief of the Uvalde School District. And you better lawyer up, sir, because they're going to be these families and they're going to be coming after you. Coming after you hard. And so you better be ready, buddy. You better be ready because... You've got me and law enforcement in Texas in general, because it wasn't just local. Remember, there were state law enforcement and federal. So what the hell? Why did it take you so long to get organized? Why did it take you over an hour? You know, there was even the one officer who had to make sure his hands were clean, had hand sanitizer right there before he did his dang job gentlemen you need to look at yourselves in the mirror and some people want to cut you a break no i'm not quite that generous because if you're waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and, and the whole chain of command thing fine but my god people 
your in your inaction costs lives 21 of them to be precise unlike january 6th where the black police officer with the sketchy record just killed ashley babbitt in cold blood for no reason it was a bad shooting and because the capitol police pelosi's little intelligence agency you know provided political cover and the mainstream media and did their thing you know this guy is still on the force and frankly no and somehow they're going to try to protect him but and i don't care if the dude was black you shot a unarmed white woman in cold blood for no reason you just boom killed her one shot boom done and frankly that was a bad cop is a bad cop i don't care what your color is i don't care if you're a man or a woman that was being a bad cop and you killed an air force veteran a woman in cold blood you did you know you did and i pray that your conscience will find no peace until you actually give it up you confess to this or you resign you do something because that is you are a wrongful death suit looking for a place to be filed that's just it period oh mercy but uh something else as i yeah i love people who's the secretaries of state and all these other democrats screaming about election integrity oh we need to move on we need to move on we have free and fair elections bs there is plenty plenty of evidence not just in states like wisconsin pennsylvania michigan and now here we go again in arizona after an extensive and comprehensive audit has come out and found tons of problems tons of problems the forensic audit brilliantly done incredibly thorough but now here we go again it's like i don't know what it is with arizona i loved arizona when i lived there but your elections officials are brain dead and case in point and this is from the arizona independent news network error requires thousands of pinal county voters to receive two ballots two ballots okay how the how does this happen well reading the story apparently election officials in pinal county are planning to mail out nearly 63,000 supplemental ballots after a programming error uh why are you even doing this why are you using machines i mean you can do this a whole lot better a whole lot better but i move on after a programming error left many voters with a ballot which is missing one or more municipal races while other voters received ballots with races listed that they are not eligible to vote in free and fair elections the machines are just fine again i'm calling bs i'm calling it 
because this is, given all the scrutiny on Arizona and what happened in Maricopa County, now Pinal County, which is, I believe, sort of a neighboring county, it's just now a simple county. And it's not like Maricopa. I mean, that's the Phoenix area. And you've got a lot, I mean, millions of, or almost millions of ballots. But Pinal County isn't quite that big. And yet, the Secretary of State screwed up? Now, Katie Hobbs, who is currently the Arizona Secretary of State and a Democrat and the darling of MSLSD, you know, oh, she's going to be wonderful. And people like Carrie Lake, who I actually am endorsing for Arizona governor, oh, we can't have her. She's radical. She's, she's, she's aligned with Trump. Yay! <laughs> happy, happy. But yet, she's somehow in the MSLSD world, this great person. Oh, she's wonderful. She's a rising star. It's like, excuse me. Uh, Madam Secretary, you screwed the pooch so bad, you made a dog breeder cry, and when it came to light that you didn't include municipal races, mayors, city council people, uh, county commissioners and supervisors, and you didn't include it in the ballot, honey, you're brain dead. You're just brain dead. Holy cow, folks. How can you, as a Secretary of State, and you had you were involved because you had to sign off on these ballots. And he's like, oh, no problem. And now, all of a sudden, now that the story broke, it's like, oh, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. Of course it's your fault, ding dong. Of course it's your fault. You are the highest ranking election official in the Grand St Canyon State of Arizona. And to not take responsibility for a screw-up of this magnitude, especially when you had to sign off on it? As a friend of mine who is a mental health professional uh, told me, that's a form of psychosis. These are crazy people. We're not, oh, it's not our fault. It's not our fault. Of course it's your fault. But you don't have the integrity. You don't have the character to accept the fact that you made a mistake and you need to fix it. You won't cop to it. That is a form of psychosis. But, and I only say this, and the story is relevant because in two weeks from tomorrow is the Arizona primary, August the 2nd. And now you've got a problem of this magnitude before the primary? Please Bear me. Arizona is messed up, and the Republicans there seem to be channeling the ghost of John McCain. You're rhinos, you're weird. That includes Ducey, that includes a lot of the state leadership. Y'all are a mess. And well, since you won't since you don't have the guts or the stones to admit when you've screwed up, well, it's like it kind of makes me glad. I live in Florida when we, where we have a governor who basically gets stuff done. He's smart. He's tough. He's got brains. He's got brass ones. 
and he's got a steal in his uh, and steal in his spine to take on the woke to take on the media and all of their other friends who will lie like breathing it's kind of like a default setting on a computer but yeah this is going to be interesting uh i'll be covering the arizona primary um on the second uh, which have the day before <laughs> the lone star tour embarks for dallas and cpac texas that's going to be a busy week folks that's for sure so with that in mind i'll just say so long have yourself a great week sorry for the uh supersized version today but there was a lot to be covered and i will see you good people tomorrow and as i always say patriots come in all colors god bless